I'm going to try and start it professionally. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Animus Podcast. I'm John. I'm Mikey. And this is the Animus Podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's way better, John. Thanks. Well, it. At least it was scripted. Animus. Okay, you just come in with a tagline, you'll know when it is. Okay, so ready? Yeah, yeah, Hey everybody, welcome to episode 17 of the Animus Podcast, the tagline. Greatest show on earth. <laughs> I just, I don't know if this works for us, man, I just... <laughs> what am I supposed to say? We'd like, like, uh, your online uh, portal to... And and anime uh, talking with some guys. We talk about anime. No, we've talked about anime before. Brief and briefly. Yeah, well, we've talked about plastering. What's your point? It's not DIY. Welcome to Animus Podcast, (laughs) your online tutorial for all things DIY, (laughs) featuring John Hawkins. Hey, John, what are we going to be putting together today? Uh, A tap that doesn't leak. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what episode it was. I think it was. I think it was the one with Miguelie. That if you actually go back and listen to it, it is just. It's because there's too much money in the studio setup. That's what it is. We were just we were just talking about how it's just getting a bit it's just getting a bit too flashy around here. <laughs> we've actually we're, we're back on the day one setup. Like we've we've tried a few different things. We've ended up exactly how we started. That's good. If it ain't, if it doesn't work, don't break it. <laughs> yep, that's the, that's the old one, right? If, if it's if it's passable, then uh, good. You passed. Keep keep doing that. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how are you anyway? Yeah, no, I'm doing all cool, mate. I'm doing all cool. Um, oh, this is really weird, actually. So we're we're back on our like weird recording at a different time to when it's being released. So there's things that will have happened to us in the week that's gone. That we won't get to talk about for a bit. Like this oh, yeah. this week, we're gonna go see Yvette Young. We are gonna go see Yvette Young, which would be wonderful. And I'm like Mike Dawes. That's that can't be. That sounds like a that sounds like a local business. Mike Dawes. <laughs> it's D A W E S. So I guess there's a music tech joke in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where where you 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 you've gone to go make tea? Okay, okay. Also, side note, Nolly. I cannot believe Nolly's last name is Get Good. Amazing, right? So, uh, is it? Is it? What's his first name? Is it Adam? Adam. Adam. Adam Get Good. Adam Get Good, which honestly sounds like a motivational speaker to start with. But uh, for anyone who doesn't know him, uh, he was the bassist in Periphery. Mm-hmm. Um, now he does all their production, and he has his own like bespoke drum setup, which is called. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that got picked up, but text is just sort of like <laughs> in the background. Um, get good drums. Get good drums. That's just that's Amazing. wonderful. That's so good. He can apply that business name to anything. Absolutely anything at all. Yeah. Get good orthodontics. Get good insurance. Oh, oh yeah. Um, get good education. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, magical. Absolutely magical. I don't know how we got onto Nolly. Where we, we're, we're, the, we're three minutes in and I can't follow the threads that we've started uh, unraveling. Vet Young, Mike Dawes. <laughs> I said music tech. Cool. No. 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 Yeah. How do people actually say that? Because it can't be dull. I think you say D-A-W. Don't you? you say dull. <laughs> I mean, it's three letters. But like life hack as well. If, you, if you're working a scenario with any finance systems and you bump into like the big one, SAP, Make sure you say SAP. <laughs> or if you bump into someone who works with SAP and you want to drive fucking crazy, just be like SAP. You know SAP. You know, you know the old SAP. SAP, SAP, SAP. Yeah, like it's such a stupid thing that one person out there would be like, "He's right." Yeah, good chance. I get yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this week's topics. What do you want to hit on? So, like for for episode fifteen, you were like, "I have a million things to talk about," and then we were like, "Let's talk about the band." Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about talk the... about us sorry yep I'm it's early the coffee's just going in what do you want to um, do <laughs> yeah that's uh, a thing you pay a lot of money for that 
And it's supposed to, it's supposed to like really, you're supposed to feel fresher than anything after. It's not even midday. Yeah, we'll talk about colonic irrigation anytime. Get good colonics. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about uh, The Outer Worlds, uh, which is a new game from, pause, uh, Obsidian. Obsidian. Um, which I feel like I've played their games before. Mm-hmm. Um, Obsidian is a naturally occurring volcanic glass. Wait, no, Wikipedia. <laughs> Please. <clears throat> um, and I think I think Obsidian. I think you get a ring in RuneScape that did something. It's pretty pretty good facts with animus Uh, they did like some star wars games that's cool um but yeah it's free on the xbox game pass at the moment and it's fucking awesome it's all of the bits from all of the games i've ever loved without the bullshit from all the games i've ever loved wait you're telling me there's a 20 minute like set up with dialogue that's exclusively text on the bottom of the screen to tell you why you have to run up and down this castle seven times what's what's the talking about jump force (laughs) <laughs> four and a half hours of cinematics before you start the tutorial yeah uh, yeah it's um, it's a sci-fi RPG okay um, and it's kind of like if you took away all the fluff and the bullshit from Fallout 4 mixed it with the kind of strong sort of story elements of Dishonored and like uh, I'm trying to think of other games it's like it's a lot of Bethesda games I was going to say because it just sounds like Obsidian is about to be fucking sued by Bethesda yeah. um, it's also a lot like Prey I don't know if you ever played Prey okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was the world's most colourful horror game mm-hmm. and kept I couldn't figure out why that game frustrated me so much it's because I wasn't in the mindset that it was a horror yep. so I was enjoying myself and then really stressful shit kept <laughs> happening and I was like oh wait that's why it's so pretty yeah it was just this like gorgeous kind of like world and everything with the like, colours were amazing and then like the fucking furniture would come to life and try and eat you um, but yeah no it's a, like a sci-fi um, RPG I guess um, and it's very much like the choice is yours yeah um, whereas what you you tend to find especially in fallout 4 um is that a lot of the conversation options felt like they were going to be choose your own destiny mm-hmm. and all paths lead to lead the, same. the same place yeah. yeah um yeah you would like you would make a decision in like a conversation and then you would like go back to your save point and do it again and be like oh it's exactly it's the, the same, same yeah whereas in this you can miss entire sections of the game by choosing the wrong answer yeah or not having the conversation skills to to like lie to someone or to persuade someone yeah. and then you end up missing entire missions and storylines it's fucking it's awesome yeah because a lot of times um so i'm playing <gasps> pokemon sword um and a lot of times sort of like yes no conversation options is just flavor text it's sort of yeah. like hey do you think i can do it yes you can or i i know you can <laughs> it's like you can do it oh thanks man <laughs> so okay cool it's the, <laughs> glad the, we the, talked about this it's the illusion of choice um, I think there's a whole conversation stream that I'm not allowed to follow up on that. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that sounds cool. Because when you said it had all these different bits, I thought you meant like game cl- gameplay mechanics. So no. that, it has its full, it has a full story as well in this mm, game. Then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just, it's got the Bethesda thing where you can, you know, pick up everything in sight. Yeah. Um, and then much like Skyrim and Fallout 4, you know, you've got the kind of choose your own destiny and then pick your own factions and do you want to be a good dude do you want to be a, a bad dude yeah um but even at the beginning of the game like the the personality traits and the strengths and weaknesses and stuff you can pick like completely shape the game as well yeah. um that's awesome it looks ever so slightly like borderlands and i only mean ever so slightly because is it like cell shaded not quite okay but it's not 100 miles off okay um but it's very, very good. It's very, very pretty. All the, all the like spacey kind of back backgrounds look like like gorgeous sort of oil paintings. Yeah. Um, um, when was it? Was it originally an Xbox One game or an Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty game? Or no, it's uh, it's brand new. It's oh, brand dropped, new, shiny. Brand, brand new. It dropped like three weeks ago. Oh, sick. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you said Game Pass, and I was sort of thinking like maybe it was a. Oh yeah, an no, old time. no, they um, they launched it on Game Pass. They um, launched it on Game Pass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, obviously, obviously, you can buy. You can buy the full version but they yeah. launched it on on game pass um and everyone everyone kind of described it as the fallout 76 killer and to be perfectly honest i haven't touched fallout 76 <laughs> since i started playing oh it oh my so, god yeah oh, man 
that's like it's really weird because I've not seen I've not seen adverts for it. I've not seen much about it. Would you say is it a triple A title or is it a? Yeah, I'd say so. I think it's like I think it's like fifty quid if you want to buy it new. So okay. So you've everything is fifty quid if you want to buy it new now. It's getting yeah, a bit. Point. It's getting a bit silly because it is like it's. It used to be the case that you could pick up games for like thirty quid and then you would have your triple A title, which would be 50, 60 quid. Mm. And now it's it's all fifty, sixty quid, but the triple A titles will have the super special edition where you'll get four new skins yeah. exclusive to this until it's a microtransaction in six months. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to find some like some in-game pictures. It got super good reviews though. Um, I think people were describing it as like a mini RPG um, and it is a massive game and there's lots and lots to do but it's just I don't want to say more linear because it's not you can like you can kind of jump on a spaceship and fuck off to any planet you want which yeah. is really cool um, but it's definitely it's not at, like with, with Skyrim and Fallout 4 and sadly Fallout 76 it really is here is an absolutely gargantuan map here Ooh. is one dude yep Good luck. Get your fill. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this is, um, yeah, it's a lot more. It's a lot more direct, which is fun. Yeah. Which is fun. I think. Uh, I think with some games, it can be like there's so much going on. It's almost like, I'm be bothered. Yeah. Final Fantasy 15. Did I play that one? You did play that one. With that Prince Knox. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. But was just getting lunch with your buddies. Yeah. <laughs> Road trip, the video game. <laughs> I loved it. Um. But that was, what you're describing sounds a lot like that, where it's like, this map is fucking huge, but here's your next like key yeah. quest point. There, there is a linear path, but you have the freedom to explore as well if you want. But at least there's there's a focus to what you're doing. Um, we were talking about goals yesterday, not on the podcast, but afterwards. Um, just because that's what we do. We just, we're just like, hey, let's figure out more inspirational quotes and stuff. But it's sort of, when, when, when there's such a large sort of array of options if you have like something that you're working towards it gives you a bit more focus and a bit more purpose yes yeah so if anything road trips with friends the video game anime is in fact an inspirational quote with a controller ta-da <laughs> what are you yeah. looking at what are you I was, seeing? I was trying to find pretty pictures um sorry for all the I say sorry for all the audio listeners. Sorry to you guys. Yeah, yeah, anyone listening. Yeah, just a very pretty. Game. Oh, it does look pretty. It actually it's got a bit of a, a destiny kind of vibe as well. Yeah. 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 It's um it's cool. Yeah. I'm really, really happy with it. Cool. Um, I was I was in between a bunch of games that didn't have storylines. So yep. Rocket League. Yep. Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Just stuff you can drop in and, and play for kind of ten minutes and then drop out of. I like we've said this before, but I'm I'm worried about you, man. That's like that's like there's the holy trinity of too much time in your hands, and it's PUBG, uh, Fortnite, and Rocket League. Let's let's at least get you on League of Legends. <laughs> Shit, I'll make good money from that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think I think is Cloud Nine a League of Legends team? Yeah, I, I, I don't. don't know. Okay, okay. So I don't know anything about LOL. Okay, so very recently I saw something that broke my poor brain, <laughs> which uh, which was uh, that number by any chance? I, this is an exercise for people at home. Uh, and for John here. So if you can get your phone and put in, I think it's C9 Sneaky. So C9 Sneaky. And it's one of the players for Cloud9 who I think is uh, is a League of Legends player. Uh-huh. So if we, if we, let me just, let me just, I'm, I'm scrolling. So it looks like on the, on the front page, you get to, you get to see. Uh, okay. So this, I might have to refine the search then. So C9 sneaky cosplay. So you've seen you've seen what sneaky looks like. Get back over here. So I was getting more coffee. This is sneaky doing cosplay. Okay. Okay. Yep. Just a Reddit thread of people just like um, I'm I'm very confused right now. Um, I'm lost. So. Did you see the front page with what Sneaky looks like? Uh, this, this, this homie. Yeah. So, the maddest and most impressive transformation. Like, yeah. It's just, just basically being like, hey, by the way, you can, you can truly, you can truly be whoever you want in cosplay. Because <laughs> I like again, I was sort of going through this Reddit thread. And I was like, this is what, what? <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely wild. So what I'm saying is, John. 
You should start playing League of Legends. Maybe. <laughs> what is uh, League of Legends? So it's a MOBA, uh, which oh, I should cool. explain everything. Now, yeah, 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 yeah. Sigma yeah, Effects. Yeah. Now I know. Mm. Yeah, so a MOBA, a MOBA, a MOBA, a MOBA. Is a multiplayer online battle arena video game. Of course, naturally, naturally. So it's usually like you'll have a big map, there'll be something on one end, there'll be something on the other end, and then you'll have a team and you'll have to go and do something with the thing at either end. So I think for League of Legends, it's like the crystal. So you have to try and get your characters to the other side to capture the, not the flag, it's not a flag, definitely not a flag. It's like in, in FPS terms, it is Sorry. usually domination. So it's, you go over, you take over their, their little area, you win. It's like Rocket League. Go from one end to the yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, so that's, fact, that's yeah. That's Rocket, quote me on that. Yeah, Rocket League is a MOBA. There we go. Hashed, uh, hyphen John Hawkins date. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you should start playing League. I've never played it. Looks hard, but you should do that. Come here. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> is that is that what we're gonna? I'm having so much difficulty keeping his attention today. It's like you love it. It's my dog. Yeah, but it was your kettle before. What's going on, man? Yeah, it's you, I just. Don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We, so, should, we should play more video games. Yeah. Or, in fact, we should start, start playing, playing video, video games. games yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then we do esports. Then we make all the money. And then I get you to do cosplay. And then it'll be great. Ta-da! Yeah, yeah. Yes. It'll be fine. It will be fine. Yeah. Um. I can't think of the, there's no other games. No, like Outer Worlds has got my complete attention. And mm. um, or they did this. They, I don't know if it's recent, but another game just went on Game Pass called Outer Wilds, and I kept hearing people talk about it. And mm. I was like, oh, that's not what I thought Outer Worlds was going to be. And I was like, wait, no, who allowed this? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I feel like all the promotional material was ready to go, and they were like, there's going to be crossover. <laughs> but. Equally, I think it's it's like your um uh, I'm trying to think of like a local example. All the riffs you've got on KFC, like in uh, I think it was in Japan. There's an Obama fried chicken. Love that, love that. Yeah, but but again, it's sort of like well, it's close enough. That's I've got some brand recognition from your brand. I'll have that yep. Obama. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I suspect there was probably a degree of it's annoying that's happening at the same time and a degree of like, oh, this is an opportunity to, to jump yeah. on the bandwagon. Um, I remember when we actually, we are talking about Gatekeeper on episode 15. I remember when we had we had Gatekeeper in the can and it has, it shouts the word Gatekeeper all over the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And then between us recording it and us releasing it, uh, Cancer Bats dropped a song called Gatekeeper. And it was like, oh, fuck Quite loudly as well. Yeah, and it was like, and the thing is, the song was really fucking good, which made it more annoying, and the band's good, more annoying, but we just sort of like, well, fine. This is happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, like, it just, sometimes it, it ties up, and sometimes it's irritating. And I, I, I wonder whether or not, actually, for other wilds, uh, whether or not they were sort of a bit like ah really um it definitely seems uh, it's like an indie game and it is so gavin on mm-hmm. rooster teeth was talking about it and that's what that's what threw me because i thought he was talking about that game and then someone else on the show was like is that out yet i thought that was out next week and he was like no no that's out of worlds um but it's a i'm going to read the wikipedia uh description in the game, the player character finds themselves on a planet with only 22 minutes before the local sun goes supernova and kills them. Ah, it's a nice story. It just... The player continue, continually repeats this 22-minute cycle by learning details that can help alter the outcome on later playthroughs. That's... That's literally Majora's Mask. Where the moon is crashing into the planet, <laughs> you have three days and you have to repeat those three days oh, really? until you're able to... Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so that came, it came out on Xbox and uh, PC in May, and then it came out on PS4 uh, in the middle of October. Um, yeah, yeah, it looks it looks super indie, but I was gonna say it's a cool concept, but if someone's already done it, then <laughs> yeah, but matter. again, it was just Nintendo, so nobody's probably played that. <laughs> and Nintendo are really really cool with uh, oh yeah, creative for sure. license yeah. and uh, letting people yeah help themselves like hundred percent. I Nintendo was the last one. To the um, to the party when it came to Twitch streaming, 
So everyone else is like, not necessarily Twitch streaming, but like online streaming of video yeah. games and, and game playthroughs and that kind of, that YouTube com community for gamers. Um, basically, it kind of felt like it was a bit like, ah, go on for pretty much everything where you could just stream games and there was this symbiotic relationship between the content creator, which their content was making video game content and talking about the video game and that in itself fed back into the community and created some communities for video games and also worked as an advert for the game. And lots of people are on board with this. You know, you've got built-in sharing functionality in your PlayStation, in your Xbox, um, and you can do it straight from either a stream deck or actually built natively into Windows. But Nintendo, for a long time, like, nope. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. What are you doing? We made that game. Why are you putting it on the internet? That's what are you playing at? You, 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 you stop mid podcast to to do to do an Instagram story. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> my dog, and he looks like a goblin from afar. So, there we go. Sorry, I didn't think it'd make sound. <laughs> Repeatedly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Lots I've of heard fun. lots of uh, lots of things from uh, Boogie Boogie Two Nine Eight Eight, and his kind of love hate relationship with Nintendo. He loves them because they're his favourite makers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just loves the games, and obviously, big part of you know childhood, which Nintendo really was for a lot of us. Yeah, for sure. Um, and but then yeah, the, the kind of the legal side and the and the red tape side of Nintendo, I think, is just so frustrating. Yeah. As someone that's <clears throat> You know, one foot in the video game world and also one foot in the kind of like business and kind of create yeah the kind of corporate side yeah. of it um, where you sort of you might need permissions from X, Y and Z company yeah um, and yeah I think uh, I think a lot of people kind of throw their toys out but it's big corporations like there's so many so many cooks in the kitchen when it comes to those decisions it's not just going to be one one kind of desk jockey just like well no you're not allowed to do this it's going to be hundreds of lawyers and hundreds of people and uh, I know uh, not to get controversial but Blizzard were in the press recently for their poor choice of um, of decision I don't know if you heard about that I don't know what we're talking about no so I want to say it was it was either League of Legends or it was Hearthstone it was one of the one of the um, games that is massive in Asia um, so League being the MOBA and Hearthstone being like a card game but it, but it's yeah. yeah but it's all it's all online like the, the cards I suppose, I suppose do, it would be Hearthstone wouldn't it because that's Blizzard but yeah the cards that think you couldn't physically print out this game and play it because there's things like hey you can tr like duplicate this card 1000 times yeah. and unless you have a thousand of those cards <laughs> sitting to the side things are going to get tricky yeah there was um, so there was during the Hong Kong riots uh, there was a streamer who said that I think at the end of him I think he was doing like a, a match like a, a big match with lots and lots of viewers yep. and um, he said I'm just waiting for my dog to stop drinking I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to pretend I'm not even going to bullshit this we talked uh, on the last episode about not being embarrassed and just owning stuff and that was me trying to <laughs> thanks Tex um <laughs> He's becoming such a lapping up, yeah, lapping up the content. That's what it is. Becoming such a big part of the show. Yeah, and can't even speak. Um, yeah. So at the end of this match, this dude held up like a sign that it was. I don't know what it was. It was like free Hong Kong or support the Hong Kong. It was. It was a message of kind of solidarity. Yeah. Um, and Blizzard absolutely just having none of it. Right. Um, and he, I think he lost his prize money. I think they, they like put a block on his account, um, and and the whole like internet was like, what Whoa, the fuck? yeah. And then they put their statement out and said that you know we don't, uh, we don't side with any any political side. And yeah. everyone was like, so why'd you why'd you ban him then? Like, yeah, it's it's tricky because for big events like that, there's gonna for sure there's gonna be a big like terms conditions there's going to be a waiver there's going to be we're going to broadcast you to the world um, so for the duration of this event there are expectations um, like don't get your dick out don't. like like it's not saying that we don't like dick but what it does say <laughs> is you're not allowed to get your dick out right now yeah. so I can I can see that they probably will have a, a clause that says there is going to be no material of a political nature 
as part of this broadcast and by breaking those terms and conditions to me that would be grounds for I don't know about terminating his account but certainly not handing over the prize money yeah because um, that's usually slap on the wrist yeah yeah um, um, but yeah I wouldn't say stopping the message actually shows any political leaning because really it's the issue is not the content of the message but it's that the message yeah. is full stop that was that was kind of Blizzard's argument um, yeah. there's a it was on there's a massive article on time it was everywhere because it's quite a big quite a big thing yeah because um, obviously Blizzard has a lot of a lot of control in kind of China and yeah. that sort of market um, and obviously that that sort of alliance can be switched off pretty rapidly yeah. in that part of the world um, the the Time article says a Hearthstone player from Hong Kong who goes by the name Blitz Chung championed the pro-democracy protest in his hometown that have raged for the past five months during his appearance on a post-game stream and Blizzard the developer and publisher of Hearthstone quickly responded with blanket punishments for everyone involved uh, I'm trying to see if it says what they did um, I don't think it says his punishment oh, is it? Uh, Blizzard told CNN that it had banned the three students I don't know who else uh, for six months from esports tournament for knowingly breaking the rules Okay. Um, yeah to be honest uh, I, although again it's it's difficult because obviously there is real world behind this is a real world problem that somebody yeah. was trying to spread a message to to help with um so i i i understand but equally as a corporate entity they need to make sure that they are absolutely neutral but i'm gonna flip that back around and say the controversy about the ban has actually meant that the message has spread spread much further than yeah. just people watching this uh like the broadcast for the for the event which might have been business blizzard's plan the whole time yeah uh what's it like a neutral neutral good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um Additionally, the largest gaming investor company in the world, China's Tencent, owns a 5% stake in Blizzard. Um, yeah. it's, but it's called Tencent. Ta-da! Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think that's one of those things where, like, from a business point of view, you can't... Yeah. If It probably would have been more catastrophic in the long run for them to just let that go. Slide, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, as well, esports is still finding its feet. Um, it's, I find it really strange because I've I've never sat down and watched an esports match end to end. I've seen yeah. I've seen some like highlight reels and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, good stuff. Um, it's insane. Yeah, and the the audience is huge. That you can get um, Cloud Nine and Frantic. I think it's Frantic, Fnatic. I can't remember, but it's like the big team. Uh, you can get their merch in like game, like actual like team shirts. That's crazy yeah which is mad um it sounds like like a 2001 like family film yeah that has come to life yeah like, kid grows up it's literally pokemon kid grows up to just play video games and <laughs> be the very best that no one ever <laughs> yeah. was um uh we talked the other day about game grumps they have a youtube red series called good game which is about esports and i can't remember the exact quote but um but they sort of in the show they were like man we can make a film about this and and it would be it would be great even though esports is inherently a difficult subject to broach and, and it's not very entertaining I'll, I'll have to find the quote in fact I'm going to insert the quote now guys this is going to be the greatest esports story ever told and not just because stories about esports are inherently inaccessible and unappealing for Vicodin! Yeah! See, basically got it for Bayon. How did you remember? I know, I know. Identic memory. But, 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 there's actually a K drama, because I watch K drama sometimes, called King's Avatar. Same thing. Just like actual full blown series, just about the old esports. That's cool though. Yeah. So it's more than just like. that called? Uh, so you've got the good game is the game grumps one and the K-drama one is called King's Avatar carry on yeah um, but yeah it's sort of it's it's more than just it's more than just the the actual the game and then it's spreads out into the these like big like very very there's lots of money involved in it uh, events and then you've got sort of yeah, you've got like TV shows and films and yeah. stuff spinning up about the culture around it. That's cool. Uh, yeah. 
And I just the reason I like my face a little then is because it said that it was produced by Tencent. <laughs> like, oh, they do have <laughs> oh, a big cool. hole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet, but there's another there's another new. Um, I want to say Riot Music. Is it Riot Music for for League of Legends? Have I been getting this wrong? Is League of Legends Riot instead of Blizzard? Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay, yeah. So Blizzard is Hearthstone, League is Riot. Riot, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so they did one uh, which was by an in-universe band called KDA, which uh, I can't remember. The song was called Popstars, and that fucking bangs. <laughs> um, yeah, yes. if you get a chance, check out KDA Popstars. Um, it's got a couple of, uh, like, K-pop singers on it and a few other people. It was all written in-house, and it's like millions of views it's really good they've done another one which I think is called Phoenix um, man we've got so much stuff to add to the post show notes I know tell me about it um, we should start we should start, start doing, yeah. yeah there's got to be we're going to have to put out links to make life easier um, but yeah yeah um, yeah like again building building music with millions 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 millions, millions of views just to show how big this community is it is wild Wild. Yes, and you will be the king of them all when you start doing the internet playing games. Well, it's um, I think it's a, it's a testament to, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry if it's going to be frustrating to anyone, but to millennials' ability oh, to monetize anything, like you think, like uh, Ninja moving from Twitch to. The uh, Microsoft platform. Yeah, which I know the name of. Because yeah, because it's so big and it's doing so well. And I researched it because I know what. Please. Please, <laughs> please Google, help please. me out here. What are you on? Mixer. Oh, of course, Mixer. Yes, that sounds that like an, on, an online streaming platform. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. That's a terrible name. Yeah, Why Mixer? I, I think Mixer, I would assume that it's going to be like a CDJ or like <laughs> just like a, digit, a virtual DJ app or something. Yeah. Anyway. Mixer's a fucking terrible name for a streaming service. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, Mixer is, uh, it was Microsoft's um, streaming platform and they, that made like national news. That was, that was like, yeah, that was like on the fucking BBC and in like, maybe not like in print, but like every, every website and all over social media was Ninja moving from Twitch to Mixer and it's like how is that news <laughs> like but then yeah. yeah you think like I'd, I'd imagine that was a that was a pretty heavy hit to Twitch oh yeah for sure um, yeah because it was uh, so when your poster boy leaves it's not good yeah it's kind of stupid because when he left Twitch took over the URL that was his channel and basically made it a a landing page for other people and basically sort of took away everything that, that used to say ninja yeah. and basically turned it into like here's all these other people don't don't worry he's gone but but we've oh, got okay, plenty of yeah. other people um but that in itself was a bit like <laughs> yeah that's that's a bit gross but it shows that in him leaving that was a panic moment it's yeah. like okay we need to this 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 page used to be where the majority of our web traffic went so we have to use it still. yes yeah um yeah it's just a bit, just a bit weird, and I, I've heard very little about Ninja since that transition. Same, but I'm sure, I'm sure he's doing fine. The guy was making crazy paper. Yeah, um, and he, I mean, he would have had, like, he was, he was a Red Bull sponsor. Mm -hmm. um, he would have had like so many different sponsors. Like, I'm, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's doing fine. I'm sure he never needs to work a nine to five ever again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would imagine if you're loyal to to a streamer i would imagine a lot of his his traffic would have just come with him yeah uh, um and yeah but like whatever whatever number microsoft offered him would have had to have been worth him upending his like their, fan base yeah and, and yeah i think i think that's mm, yeah yes yes but i wonder the transition itself whether or not there was value in that just in the fact that he was doing something that was can I say controversial, but not in the like, oh my god, it's a big controversy, but it's just <laughs> irregular. It's not, it's not normal. Yeah. Um, that in itself would have generated and garnered views and traffic. That being said, not enough has been done clearly to promote that platform, because uh, as people who are, we go on the internet from time to time. What does uh, that really mean? Yeah, and 
sort of I work in IT. Like I'm very aware of the, the, <laughs> the Microsoft products. So Microsoft has a like a live event streaming platform that they've shockingly called Stream. Uh, <laughs> cool. Um, so I was wondering whether or not it was going to be integrated into that. Like a streaming platform or a platform for streaming content being called Stream makes good sense to me. Yep. Calling the other one Mixer. That's not. Yeah, that's not that's not working for me. I'm not vibing with that. Um, when you go on his homepage, he's got 2.6 million followers that's on a... Mixer. That's how many would he've had on Twitch? We'll see whether or not they actually put his profile back or whether or not it's still that landing page. Um, but 2.6 for headline news, that's surprising. Surprisingly up or surprisingly down? Surprisingly down. Um, like, there's quite a few Anitubers I watch, which is a terrible name, but it's like. He's got 14.6 million followers on Instagram, so that's a fair drop. Yeah, yeah. But it, it says to me that I don't know, people following because that's what you do or is it the case they're watching content without having to or that they don't want to sign up for the platform that's yeah. a very real possibility um, but yeah it just seems strange like a lot of the smaller people that I follow on YouTube um, still considered smaller but still probably have those sort of like couple of mil numbers um, so, so he hit five according to Forbes yep that's right according to Forbes, Forbes he had five million followers 250,000 oh these were his records right. uh, 5 million followers on Twitch 250,000 subscribers um, and was generating $875,000 a month hang on let me, that's I, I don't know the exact conversion rate right now but that seems like a lot does bit doesn't it yeah that's like is that a fuckload yeah I can't figure out if it's a, it's a if it's a metric or an imperial fuck ton um <laughs> uh, <laughs> Big though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's now at seven and a half million. This was as of middle of last year. Yeah. Uh, seven and a half million YouTube subscribers. Every video he uploads gets between two and a half to five million views on average. Bro. Hot diggity damn. I'll do. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting um, model Twitch because you don't, you don't need to pay you just you can have an account it yep. doesn't matter um, and i think if you're because it's owned by amazon so if you're with amazon you can get a free sub with your like prime subscription yeah um but you you pay to subscribe to specific uh channels and then you get things from them so you get just stupid shit like you get icons you can use in the chat yeah. or you can just use it to support them yeah. um and i think that i think the amazon prime subscriptions worth like five dollars a month so you know if you've got a hundred subscribers and they're all using amazon it doesn't cost them any money and you're making like 500 bucks a month yeah it's kind of it kind of is it's the patreon model it's the, mm. the fact that what you're doing is you're basically you're supporting the artist and then you'll get some kind of behind the scenes something something um you were telling me about a patreon sorry to just cut through your yeah, topic. Go, go, go. you were telling me about someone on patreon i don't know if i think it might be an artist who was making just absolutely obscene amounts of money through patrons and I can't remember who it was I'm not sure but I remember you telling me and I was like that is nuts oh, I can't remember but uh, the, a lot of YouTubers are uh, so if it was an artist or, but, but like a lot of people are subsidising their work now through Patreon and I think YouTube's a bit of a as a platform it's going it's constantly going through issues so way back in the beginning uh, when I've first started doing stuff uh it was pretty easy and it was very common to have direct interactions with influencers um that's just the way it was uh time's gone on platforms got bigger more people but it's also meant that more eyes are on it in the corporate world which means that more things are happening which are affecting ad revenue most recently there's copper um which basically youtube done fucked up <laughs> there is a a law which really should exist so it's good that it does um i think it's an american law that basically says that you are not able to retain information about children for any process regardless of what it is and obviously the way that adsense wordsense and everything else as uh, adwords and uh, adwords adsense am i getting that right i think so um 
the way that it works is it retains information about the things that you do online to then target ads at you. Um, it's sold by Google as a positive thing. So it's like, hey, you know, you, we can actually show relevant stuff to you. Mm -hmm. It's also sold to advertisers as a positive thing. Like, hey, we're showing relevant things to yeah. them. Um, but by doing by retaining that sort of information for anyone under the age of 13, that's illegal. Yeah. YouTube undid that a bit um, and got in trouble. And now what the, they, they've passed that trouble on to you. Um, so it's the case that now anyone who makes content that could be geared at children has to market as such and you ain't getting none of that AdSense. Damn. Yeah. Well, I think I think you probably get some, but your videos won't be targeted to people at all. Now, here's the snag. Here's the rub. In terms of what is targeted to children, the categories are pretty wild. So animation, mm -hmm. that's kids. Regardless, I don't know if you've seen anime. Lots of anime for kids. <laughs> um, uh, and like a few other uh, bits and pieces. The one that stood out for me though is bright colors. If your content has bright colors, then it's feasibly determined to be marketed to kids, in which case, none of that for you. Um, video games is the same. So it's a bit like, oh, okay, cool. So the YouTube platform is an absolute shit show right now. Patreon subsidizing it. People are getting people to, to to pay for their content directly for direct interactions, and it allows them to continue their their creative career because the big boy is is not it's not really on the side of the creators, and it hasn't been for quite some time now. Yeah, it's um, it's weird. It's that it's kind of much like the music world. Now is a really, 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 really good time to be an artist or a creator, but there with the ease of access there's so many more hurdles yeah it's it's kind of like the the goal keeps getting smaller and bigger at the same time yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's weird the goal is bigger but it is absolutely filled with landmines <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah yeah stick that on a motivational quote. yeah absolutely again like it's perfectly it's perfectly possible to still function within this model and again you're saying it's like mate boys bringing home like nearly a mil yeah. a month <laughs> um, perfectly possible but some some business models need to evolve like being in a in a band has got nothing to do with selling CDs it's not even really about the tours anymore it's 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 being the, the travelling t-shirt salesman that's that's the model you're selling merch um, but the merch just happens to have a soundtrack yeah that's that's how you can sustain being in a band um I actually have a point on that, but I'll let you continue. No, no, no. I mean, to be honest, I think I'm pretty much done. It is just the case that you need to you need to be a bit 2019 with the way that you're actually subsidising your work. Go on, go on. Um, I was it's only a, a brief one because I could go go on this for years. Um, but I was listening to a podcast, um, and oh, I won't say who, but it was uh, a musician chatting to another musician, and the other musician that was a guest um, was in like a, a classic band from way back when. Um, that have recently kind of reunited to do some shows um, and on this guest's previous appearance that he'd been you know kind of ranting about how much he hates streaming and how streaming was decimating the music industry mm -hmm. um, and how it was terrible and how it should be banned and people should pay for their fucking music blah 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 um, and another guest that had previously been on the show that worked in the music business was saying that if only rock music and kind of alternative music had jumped onto the streaming mechanics as mm. it were the kind of the streaming method the same way pop and hip-hop has done yeah people would be so much there would be so much more money because no one buys pop cds anymore no one buys pop cds <laughs> no one, no one buys like contemporary cds anymore it's yeah. all it's all online um same with with hip-hop you, you know you'd be hard pressed to find many rappers that are in the charts that have physicals yeah um and this guy was saying that you know, people people throw their toys out that you know people won't spend ten dollars on a CD. And it's like, but once you spend once you spend that ten dollars, that's it. Like, that you spend the ten dollars, you bought the CD. Every time you listen to that CD now, the mm -hmm. artist gets no Nothing. more money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas if you stream a song a hundred thousand times, or you and your mates, or yep. you, the the method was the the kind of logic was there that like it's just constant revenue. Yeah. And that the more people that stream, the more money there is. And this guy was like, "Yeah, but like, if you, you know, if you stream a song a hundred million times, you get like thirty cents." And he was like, "No, that's not the way it works at all. Like, if artists are clever, they own their own masters, and that means that every single penny that's coming through the door from, you know, it's landing in their account." Yeah, exactly. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, don't, don't 
don't get twisted. Yeah, don't try and hold on to the past because if you can embrace streaming and embrace the kind of the future of technology and music, then yeah. there's so much cash to be made. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was, it was a really interesting thing that this, um, the kind of, the first time this uh, guy had been on, oh, I'm just gonna say, is uh, the guitarist Doyle from the Misfits. Um, he was like, fuck streaming, I wish people would yeah. just fucking uh, buy it. And the, the interview was Jamie Jaster from Hatebreed and he was saying, he used to be the same. He used to be like, oh, I fucking wish people would just buy like CDs and vinyls. And now yeah. he's like, no, like I own my own masters now. And I see the difference in my bank account when people stream our music and when our songs have like resurgences. Um, and yeah, I just thought it's one of those things where you like, if you just embrace kind of what's, what's, what's ahead of you, um, then paper basically. That's like, I'm going to, I'm going to quote the, um, the greatest business mogul of our time. Fronzilla. Oh Christ, I know. Uh, but Franz kind of went on. So he's the vocalist from Attila. Um, with I, uh, is his name Christopher Franz? I want it to be. Yeah, like uh, with with such classic and uh, thought provoking lyrics. As... If you've got kids in the car, <laughs> just a yeah, heads yeah, up. Yeah, 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 stop. But yeah, um, with with like really, really like cognizant really mindful and present lyrics like flip her over give her the tongue trick that's just like such a wise man um yeah it was basically saying the best the best way of making money is while you're sleeping yeah yeah you want a you want an income stream that that is continuous so even when you're doing when you're taking a shit basically <laughs> like the benjamins turn up just like hey buddy yeah. um but that's it's i mean it's true that's the way that the people people who make the big money are not working for their money anymore um and if you have Okay, that's that's one that's that's a very corporate idea, but actually, I think in terms of yeah, making money while you shit, it's a very corporate <laughs> idea. Um, but if you have a continuous revenue stream, then it allows you to continuously facilitate your work. And I think as an artist, if you're in the process of writing something, you don't have to be terrified like, oh, I'm not on tour, so I'm not yeah. singing t-shirts, so I'm not able to sustain this. It means that you can just be like, okay. It's interesting to watch the music business kind of evolve. Um, so. So a recent thing, I mean, like things pop up, but like a recent thing is artists making coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was- I make coffee this morning. Um, yeah, I was just drinking coffee. <laughs> um, yeah, making coffee. Um, and it was very briefly beer. Yeah. Um, and then I think kind of like the, some of the older bands did it, kind of like your ACDCs had their own beer, Motorhead. Um, and then Iron Maiden kind of did it they didn't do it as like a merch opportunity they did it as a business and then yeah. obviously trooper just became this world of its own and it's hugely successful yeah. um so other people have jumped on it i think like megadeth have their own beer now i think dave mustaine has his own winery yeah. um just to sidetrack on that um i don't know if you heard me i went to japan have we talked about it i went to really yeah yeah it was cool and Did i went you tell you guys you didn't tell me yeah yeah so i went to tower records again did i tell you I went to tower records yeah yeah and did i tell you it's like an actual tower did i tell you that yeah, yeah, yeah. Tower, yes. on one of the floors there was a there's like a little cafe bit and it was the same floor that had all the jojo stuff jojo i love jojos but there was also on the same floor there was a little section which was just an assortment of different band whiskies and wines so just like again classic bands and it was just like you saw all these names that look like they should be on like a what's a big metal festival these days that i guess download yeah like yeah yeah. um yeah like it just basically looked like looked like a poster for like a a a big like proper metal event um but yeah just just a wine rack with some whiskies yeah yeah um but no i was gonna say like it's it's interesting seeing people kind of like try and make these other revenue streams and and obviously all the the artists have kind of mentioned are making plenty of cash and they're doing right struggling yeah um yeah it's just it's interesting Mm. and i think it's good i I don't think people should should hang on to the past like i understand if you're say you were kind of like a big artist in the 80s and 90s and you know you were making uh, making millions per album and every time you went on tour you were playing sold out you know arenas and stadiums and then now you know, you're watching the the kind of royalty checks sort of dry up because no one's buying the physicals anymore. Yeah. Um, but just figure out what other people are doing because there are rappers out there that have like putting out a single song, it's getting a billion streams, and suddenly they're like they're they're worth so much money. Not not in a cash sense, 
but in like a worth sense. Like you yeah, could, the, the, their, their value as yeah, an artist. Like you yeah. could walk into any record label in the world and just re, you know request a ridiculous sum of money yeah. and be like, all right, cool. Yeah, um, Post Malone springs to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's sort of, again, I think it was White Iverson was the one. And I want to say SoundCloud, but I'm not sure. I assume it was SoundCloud, but basically just blew up. Yeah. It's like, hey, people people fuck with this. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then in terms of in terms of the monetization for what White Iverson, so if it wasn't SoundCloud, it made fuck all. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the fact that he could then turn around to a label and say, "This is my audience," there's there's dollar signs yeah. on that. Um, yeah, yeah. Dude, if a fucking if a label sees an unsigned artist getting a billion streams, they're gonna want a piece of that. Yeah. No matter how much yeah. it costs them. And that's that's I think that is 2019. I, I mean, anyone who is in a band knows this, and anyone who isn't probably doesn't care. But <laughs> the uh, there is not a label out there that's interested in building an audience. They're interested in monetizing your yeah. audience. So you have to build those numbers up and then you'll get picked up so that they can cash in on it. They they bring some business acumen and they'll print you some physicals. That's yeah. kind of the role of a record label yeah. in 2019. It's, um, it's very much not the way it used to be where you take kind of small bands and then you yeah. blow them up. It's like you really need to have... Or you need to have blown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Um, and I think that's why you got a lot of like independent you can't hear you can't see it but i'm doing air quotes independent bands um sometimes it's a bit gross and a bit shit so you have to kind of be be mindful of it but you can have bands that don't have a label because what they really have is they have a pr team and a management team that fulfill the only roles that are actually needed from a label at this point um because it doesn't matter if you can shift hundreds of thousands of if you can effectively physically create like print and package lots and lots of physicals what matters is that you're available on the platforms that's where your, your primary audience is going to be yeah. being in HMV would be fucking rad being in Tower would be radder <laughs> um, but but yeah you don't need a label for that part of the equation yeah um, but yeah yeah but at the same time you see lots of bands doing hashtag DIY hashtag independent and I'm like fuck fuck off <laughs> <laughs> um i definitely would have bleeped that yeah. yeah um but yeah getting getting the fucking bin specifically that band um yeah yeah gross gross but yeah yeah you can do it on your own you can do it with assistance if you are getting assistance the assistance you need is probably contacts more than anything else and and some focus like we've worked with uh with management and it did bring some focus and that's something that we'll probably maybe think about again in the future but we need to figure out who we are what we want to do yeah that's all that all has to happen internally yes 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 that's that's a nice wrap-up point yeah you? we did loads we did loads yeah and my coffee's gone cold so uh, that's that's usually that means it was a good talk yeah yeah that's probably about time also I think episode 15 was a bit long, so it was like an hour and 10. This is probably coming up to an hour. I kind of want to scale back to 45 minutes. Okay. That's like the in-betweeny spot. Uh, this felt really good, but we'll see if it sounded yeah. good. Um, but again, feedback from you guys would be incredibly useful. Do you want an hour? An hour plus? I know some people do. Um, or is it a bit long? Do you want an hour plus for guests and 45 minutes for us? What are you guys after? Let us know. As always, have a have a good one. Like, have a really fucking rad week. You just have a banger, and we'll catch you next Sunday or next Monday or whenever. Whenever you're free, we'll fr- we're free. Let's hang out. Yeah, and if you do something rad this week, let us know. Yeah, yeah. We'll start prom- promoting more stuff that people are doing. Like, our, our audience isn't huge, but I think it'd be really cool to sort of, like, share some of the love. And also, special shout-out, because I've been to do it for fucking ages. Literally every Monday morning... KC shares this fucking podcast and it makes me so happy. Love so, you. So if you're listening this week, KC, I love you very much. I love you all. You're all wonderful. Thank you. Right. Have a good one. See you later. Peace.